Another three points for Hearts and we haven't lost for almost the whole of September. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Broken Hearts podcast. I'm making my first attempt at hosting this year. I am joined by Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Jarvey is away on a focus training course with Brendan Rogers in the south of Spain. So that's why I am filling in. I've got his his good news notes. Um, so there's news that the Derby is now being bumped to make way for pay-per-view. Any update on that, Mr. Hammy? It's been getting whispering about... Uh, similar to what happened at the tail end of last season when Sky once again didn't pick the derby for live television. Um, and because of the silly rules around broadcasting sports uh, and the United Kingdom, we if we are to pay-per-view it, it can't be at 3 o'clock on Saturday, so likely be moved to a lunchtime-ish kickoff, I think. That scuppers everyone's plans. I Just know leave it where it is. Leave the pay per views for the the fighting and the fake fighting. The, the, wrestler, the wrestler. And listen, Hearts, folk can watch it at home anyway. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the biggest story that was happening whilst the international break were on and we were taking a wee break was Frankie McAvoy has lost his job at Hearts and Stephen Naismith has taken over as the first team coach. What? Oh, what? <laughs> so, very harshly, we've got a little bit of research here from Nick Jarvin. It says, Frankie McAvoy leaves with the shortest spell and worst loss percentage of any Hearts manager. Nine games and a loss percentage of 55.6. I feel that is extremely harsh. I think there's another way to spin this, as Frankie McAvoy has the best record for any fake Hearts manager. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's Naismith, the proper manager, I suppose. We'll be interested to see if anything changes. I suppose if we go off last season as well, apart for that Celtic game, that's the only game he's lost as actual first team coach, isn't it? Oh, listen to this. He's he's doing pretty well, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, that's clutching. <laughs> All 100% factually true, Cameron. Oh, yeah, in fairness to you. Aye. Aye. Some fullback news. Afaya is supposedly returning to the club after no explanation as to why he went home, but I suppose we just hope that he's all right and that he's able to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important I guess you don't really need, like, none of us deserve to know the kind of medical ins and outs of individual no. players, but it is a bit weird that they said nothing. Yeah, even just an update on what, like, that he was injured and that he was going to seek help at Brighton or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, bizarre. Like we said, we don't need the details, just parts seem really shite at giving anyone updates on anything. Hochran, though, um, fully, this has had been fully explained, hasn't it? It's supposedly out for six weeks. Oh, anyone seen anything about this? Nope. Nope. He took, cool. a, he took a knock in training. Uh, no, sorry, he was blocking a shot in training. That's, right. Uh, he's 
he's got. A, I think they just says he's taken essentially taken a knock to his ankle and he'll be out for six weeks. There was rumours okay. that he'd broken it, and if you look yeah. up um, broken ankle uh, treatment at times and stuff, six weeks. So, uh, <laughs> draw your own who, conclusions. Who kicked that ball? Mate, I seen Vargas hit a belt. Oh, by the way, so the Highlands had a big goal of the fucking century. <laughs> um someone who will be fit and staying at arts, Shanklin, as the Saudi window passes and closes with no bids, nothing. Never really thought he would move after the, the sort of British transfer window shut. It's almost like no one inside who was actually ever interested. Yeah. Well, was it not? Was it the Iranian league that everyone was commenting? Yeah. Oh, that was a weird moment in time. Aye. <laughs> Do you just want to go over the Scotland games? No. Pump Cyprus. England have two players up front that cost 100 million. Pretty fucking good. I tend yeah, I think... to take that friendly serious. Say, fucking shall <laughs> we, What we do need to talk about, though, is the Masters football. <laughs> fucking right what, what a night fuck? that was we need to get new carpet layers for a start <laughs> unbelievable why don't they just play why don't they just like play on pitches like proper pitches why don't they just get like a wee 4G doing or something why are they playing on carpet you can't play on 4G at that age <laughs> fair, fair enough I, I don't know if it's any worse than carpet though <laughs> Who won that? Rangers or Celtic? Was it one of them? Well, Rangers, yeah, obviously. Cool. Ah, Rangers, uh, Rangers were a bit shit. They're a, they're a good team, but uh, no, we, I think Ryan Stevenson scored a last minute winner that uh, set them down. Albeit we didn't go anywhere either because there was only right. four teams and uh, <laughs> the two teams then had to play each other in the last group game and then play each other in the final. It was all a bit weird, but I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I think it would be a great day out. I feel like that could be quite popular. We had uh, some big stars. Or is this just the, the age we are that we now look at the players playing in the Masters football and go, oh, what? No way, he's playing. Whereas all the like, folk younger than us are like, I don't give a fuck about any of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had some... Yeah, Ryan Stevenson, I feel like he's didn't retire that long ago. Um, He probably did. I just showed my age a bit, but... It's like a shame Bruno didn't turn up. Squally Bruno, I'd, I've heard both that he got injured, like either going to Brayhead or at Brayhead, or just decided they couldn't be fucked, um, which was a shame because. How many? Gary... Ryan Stevenson left Hearts nine years ago. Jesus. Fuck off. <laughs> 2014. Jesus. Oh, God. Wow, he's looking oh. great for his age. Ah, he is. <laughs> Still a wee arsehole as well. Fucking love it. Sorry. Oh, God, I feel really went down now. What about Gary Wales? When did he leave? <laughs> Mate, didn't he? Like 2005. <laughs> oh. uh, well, Aye. it was Andy Webster, Colin Cameron, uh, Jose Katongo, believe it or not, was there. Uh, Ian Black, who looked like he could have got in the Hearts first team still at the moment, <laughs> and Roddy McKenzie and goals, who made some great saves and also didn't do very well. So No, no. <laughs> he has definitely been enjoying his retirement and fair play. <laughs> Aye, can't blame anyone. We also ended up with 
I think I think it's six aside, and we ended up with five players on at one point because of injuries. So it was really just like being at Tynecastle. <laughs> exactly what happens when you play with your friends. Like you get to a point and folk like I can't be bored anymore. <laughs> I think Webster went off and he got interviewed, and it was just like this is too much. Like, I just Aye. oh, I tell you, I'm strong, you know. And then he came back and he made the last game. Goes. <laughs> but it was good. Um, let's say Hearts didn't do very well. We lost to Celtic in the first game. Uh, got beat off Hibs quite badly. But again, we had we had a player missing for that one. And then we did beat Rangers 6-5 in the last game. So, easy, something to cheer about. Easy, easy, But, like, a steward's inquiry, because Celtic still had professional players playing for them. Aye, so. what the fuck's that about? Gary Hooper's still playing. That is cheating bastard. <laughs> Again, taking <laughs> shit far too seriously. <laughs> anyway, speaking of losing to Hibs, Arch Ladies lost to Hibs at home. Uh, six and a half thousand attendance, so it's quite good. But I think that's the first time Arch Ladies have lost that fixture. Like, since it's now like a goes to a cup or whatever. Lost that cup, sorry, not that fixture. Ah, it tended, the last few years it seems to have gone to penalty shootouts and things. And, whereas this year was the first one where they were like, nah. No, so the, the other two drew finished one all, so they settled the cup on a penalty shootout. So is this one Hibs just won this one one 0 So, but that's fine. And Liam, this is word for word what Jarvie has written, and I don't know if it's a joke or Liam Fox's B team. Whoever keep winning three all with Broomhall. <laughs> the same is that the same Liam Fox that he thought was Jack Ross the other week. <laughs> but yeah I think the B team are doing a lot better than they were under Stephen Naismith so potential Hearts manager denying well the first team are doing a lot better than they were under Frankie McAvoy so. <laughs> and Halkett is also looking like he's going to be back in training pretty soon are we worried that he creates an issue um, I'm worried that whoever broke uh, Cochrane's ankle breaks Halkett's ankle to <laughs> Well, if it was Halkett. <laughs> <laughs> See how you fucking like it. <laughs> um, I don't think it can ever be an issue having more good players. No, he... competition for places is key. Uh, he walks back into the team for me. Like, genuinely. I think, he... Yeah, I think the worry is that he would um, replace Ryan um, Rolls and then we've not really got a ball-playing centre-back. Because the best two are Kent and Halkett. But Rolls is also left-footed and is all right with the ball at his feet, supposedly. Well, I'd, ra- I'd rather we just didn't concede goals, I'm honest. Which, speaking of, we played Aberdeen this weekend. It was, was it a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday? A very rare occurrence at Tynecastle. So the only changes to the lineup from the loss at home to Motherwell, which was our last game, was um, Vargas in for Lowry and Kings in for Cochrane because obviously he was injured, but everyone else kept their positions. Hammy, we scored <laughs> after 14 minutes. Yutaro Oda, quite a well-taken goal. 14 minutes in? I honestly Aye. thought it was like 35 or something. <laughs> Does it feel that, that long, yeah? <laughs> that first half was pretty bad, I'm not going to lie. We started off like... I think in the first five minutes, Aberdeen had a really good effort and goal, and Clark made a good yeah. save, and I was sitting there going, shit, here we go. Like you could even just feel in the crowd that sort of, the boos were starting to get powered up, but yeah. we we sort of handled it 
well. We came out a lot quicker. We were chasing players down a lot better. Um, and then, yeah, the goal was was good. Some great link-up play between Boyce and Shankland. Um, they, they did do work so well together up front um, and laid it off to Oda down the wing, who I, I thought had a good game, a lot better than he has this season. He, he looked a lot sharper and looked a lot more willing to, to run at players. So... Um, I did go. I think he got a bit fortunate with a couple of deflections, but it was it was very well hit. Um, I think probably going in anyway. If it, even if it didn't take the deflections, he does have a goal about him. Sorry, sorry. Goal. What is his injury for? Oh, uh, well, we we don't know. We don't we we don't get told about injuries anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I would give everyone an advantage over us. <laughs> he's day to day until he's not. <laughs> Technically, everyone's day to day. Yeah, so day. he went off after thirty-four minutes, um, and was replaced by Forrest, who, fair play to him, had a pretty good game himself. I think it's important to have players like that in the team, players who can come on and have an impact. I mean, yeah. as much as I want to give Forrest credit, let's not get ahead of ourselves. There'll be people who like wanting him to start next week and all that. We've seen this with Forrest many a time. He had a very good game, but I think that's his issue. He's never going to be that consistent. No, but he's a solid squad player for us. Oh, I, I. Probably, I think he gets a bit of a hard time, if I'm honest, from, from the fans because he's chucked on it. Yeah. Difficult moments a lot of the time. Um, yeah. He, he works hard. He had a good phase last season when we were in the group stages of the Conference League. Scored a goal in it, so... He does have his moments, but like you said, he does work hard. Nothing really towards the end of that second half, but then Neuenhoff came on for Harden after 50 minutes, and I think he was actually pretty pretty influential and looked much better. I, w- I was surprised. I would, well, the way I say it, I was surprised Harden didn't go off at half time because I think he was lucky not to get a red card. He got that yellow card really early and then went, he just kept flying in his tackles. And it seemed really odd, and I think the midfield with him and Devlin just looked so slow and ponderous, and they both sit so deep that we weren't able to we'd get forwards at all, and, and that changed really. I think Neuenhoff, I don't think he, it was weird, because I don't think he really done loads as such, but he was such a menace in that midfield running about. Having that pace in there, it, it caused issues, and um, it was good to see that, because I, I know he was getting slated, and I think he'd only played like half an hour, so... Do we think he's? Do we think Neuenhoff's capable of being the sort of salve for our centre midfield problem? Yep, but we if we give him time to bed in, you know what I mean. He's twenty two years old and moved from the other side of the world. So yeah, yeah do I think I think, think Tagawa with me as well. Just let him bed in a bit. I mean, he's injured now, so plenty of time to bed in. Bed <sighs> we. I think it's um, far too early to say on on whether or not he's the solve. Having you've said we've seen half an hour and you've seen enough um, at the weekend. That's oh, I absolutely needs a chance, but way too early to be able to say this. He fixes our midfield problems. Do you think he was bought in to be the the solution? He was bought in because he was Australian, and we only buy Australians. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so after an hour it came up out in this pod uh, Vargas picked up the ball just on the edge of the box when we probably should have had a foul but we played on and absolutely walloped it 
Oh, my word. Smack in the post. No seen a ball move like that in Tyne Castle since maybe Mika Lunas. And then at 64 minutes, on came Liam... No, no. Sorry. At 64 minutes, Liam Boyce scored a goal. And I think Neuenhoff was actually extremely vital in that, closing down the ball, getting lucky with sort of a 50-50 that fell into his way. But like you said, Hammy, he had the energy. He was getting himself about. Yeah, like I say, causing issues, and I was maybe being a bit harsh saying he did nothing because he technically set up that goal. Yeah, but yeah, he was, he was just he, again what I was sort of saying, getting into that position that was in the box, closing these players down. We, we seem to be a lot more focused on that, you know, pre- properly pressurising Aberdeen, which you haven't seen. We were still a bit pissy passy about the back at times, but. There did seem to be a bit more intent today when we didn't have the ball yesterday, sorry. No, Saturday, sorry. God, what <laughs> yeah. uh, I was in hospitality, by the way. And uh, that's... Um, <laughs> we we did that a lot better. And he, like I said, I think he really improved us in that in our midfield. Um, and it was good. You know, it's, it's a proper striker's finish for boys, which I've criticised him many times about his finishing, but he did really well there. Yeah, we've seen him miss chances this season, so it'll be good for him to get a one on the tally marks and hopefully he can kick on there because he's been playing quality. He's just missed that goal in a couple of performances or missed that chance that he's had. Now he's got one. Let's see if he can build on it because he's maybe worried a wee bit about Shanklin for him because it's not even like he's missing chances. Yeah, I know. Shanklin said that after the game, actually. He critiqued his own performances and because... Scott Wilson, you know, again, I was not brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Scott Wilson was um, sort of talking to him about the Saudi move and everything and, and stuff. And he did, he said he, he wouldn't move if it was anyone other than Saudis offering big money. Um, but he did, he said the last few performances, he's, he's not been worth a transfer fee. So he, he clearly knows that he's not. Because it's hard to say. I don't think he's necessarily playing badly, but yeah, he's not scoring. So, um, he's not your pal. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. We had a very nice chat. So, <laughs> um, I need. To, I think he needs to just score goals. Yeah, there's no chance we're dropping him. He's he's brilliant. He is a brilliant player, and he does more than just score goals. But for his his strike rate for Hearts is a wee bit of a drought. Yeah. Cool. It'll come. Yeah, exactly. Strike, strikers all go through spells like that, I think, for us. And we say that we say that if he went, but like I think it is important regardless that you're not relying on one player to score your goals. You want that spread about. Um and we've got we've got options there that can score goals and we've seen that. So it's a positive thing if other folk are picking up that baton while he's well, he has gone through a, a kind of drier spell on, on the, the scoring front. Yeah, yeah, because we hadn't scored since the first game of the season, so... A lot of that can go to the service, though, as well. Oh, hi. The, the least creative team in the league. The most present, the most possession, the least chances. Yeah. So, after a win, it's probably looking pretty positive out on Jambo's kickback. Away and don't talk a lot of shame. It is. Um, 
my phone's died though, so I've not got my screenshots, but I'll give you a taste that I can remember and I'll have a quick look now. Uh, everything is rosy. High rolls is went from let's this is a quote actually, the worst defender in the league. Last week, he is now the best defender in the league. He is up there with Celtic and Rangers can get into their teams apparently after his performance on Saturday. It was very well, it was very good. <clears throat> but again, calm. Um, it's good we've not got a fickle fan base <laughs> James Forrest again he came in for a lot of praise and again deserved but we maybe need to Jimmy Allen <laughs> I keep calling him James Forrest <laughs> Celtic daft me sorry uh, yeah Alan Forrest um, has also been uh, getting a lot of praise everything is very very rosy um, considering the St Mirren game coming up I'm looking through here, everyone. There's 2 0 hearts. Um, I think Simon are second in the league, aren't they? Yep. 3 1 hearts. <laughs> or 1 0 hearts. That's, that's a wee bit better. No one's saying, well, oh, no, sorry there. There's a 1 1 draw, somebody thinks, with Rolls getting the goal again. Um, just going on a, a really good performance. He's now going to be scoring all our goals. Um, Cammy what Denham, the hell has happened? <laughs> I rolls, he scores goals. <laughs> no, the so biggest yeah, flip flop. The mood has certainly changed. That that's sort of the, the point I'm wanting to get to. And I didn't get me wrong, right? And I, I sort of wanted to bring up the likes of Rose and Devlin and um maybe the, the Australian contingent as a whole because they have been getting absolute pelter since the start of the season and they all had a very good games. Um I was in hospitality, I don't know if I've mentioned it on Saturday there and uh, I saw the man of the matches, speeches and everything. Um and Devlin and, and Rose obviously got both the prizes because the sponsors' tables were pissed as fuck. So <clears throat> they done well. They played very very well. Um, Natty Atkinson as well probably could have been up with a man in a match award. He's had a great start to the season. Um, but it is it's it's all just seen it flip so so much uh, over one game, and I feel like we've seen this with Nielsen a few times last season. We'd go on a bit of a bad run, get a win, and then everyone was like, ah. Questions, though, because I get, and look, look, taking nothing away from it, it's a, it's a really good win, especially considering if we'd lost this weekend, we were really in a bit of a sticky situation given the soft run at this, or what should have been a soft run at the start of the season. But how bad are Aberdeen? Oh, aye, Aberdeen are fucking shite. I was genuinely, yeah. You don't want to take too much away from the Hearts performance, but Aberdeen were. Easily one of the worst teams I've seen at Tynecastle in a long time. Aye, my opinion on Naismith hasn't changed. I still probably am not sure if he should have the job. As a hearts when he change anything. But it's not going to take one game for me to change. Let's see when we actually get some form together and we play against maybe a couple of good teams and do well against them. That's when you'll you'll start to understand what he's about. Make, you know, a, break, make a break in October. Yeah. Our, our run, our next five games are it's atrocious, so... Like, like what St Mirren away, Ross County away, Hibs at home, Celtic at home, and the Rangers away. It's we also just... have we also have Kelly away in the cup in there. Oh, right. So it's going to be really hard, and almost there's one game in there that I don't want to lose or like would find losing unacceptable. All the other ones, as long as we put in a performance and it looks like there's like a plan, I'm fine with that. As long as we're sort of looks like. There's something's going on because at too long at Hearts it just felt like we've just gone game to game and hoped something happened. Yeah, no, I agree. 
Yeah, you like to think this is hopefully the product of getting a bit a bit of time away, having that international break right. and, and getting something in place. And people getting fit. Time will tell. Exactly. Anyway, let's have a laugh. Simon's Clueless Game, or whatever it is called. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over the scores. Paddy on 11. Uh, you missed last week, though, didn't you, Paddy? Yes. Yeah. Hammy on 23, Cameron on 23, Nick Jarvie bottom on 10, and he will stay bottom. So, as always, five players, five clues. Five points for the first clue, one point for the fifth clue. Shout your name. I will tell you who I hear first. Player one, clue one. I was born in Stirling in 1979. Okay, clue number two. I came to the Hearts Academy and made 15 international appearances, scoring no goals. Clue number three. This is actually quite a hard one. I won the Kirin Cup with Scotland in 2006, starting both the games. He wasn't at Hearts at that point. I'll give you that clue. Clue number four. Now, fingers on the buzzers here, probably. I left for Aberdeen after letting my contract run Cameron. down in 2004. I, I heard Cameron first. It's Scott Severin. It's yeah. Scott Severin. Clue number five was <laughs> I have beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> Player number two, clue number one. I was born in Edinburgh in 1966. Cool. Clue number two, I came through at Meadowbank Thistle, RIP, and made 28 international appearances, scoring four goals. Clue number three, I started two games in the 1998 World Cup against Brazil and Norway. Again, was not at hearts at this time. Okay, clue number four. I played for Hibs and Celtic before joining hearts from the latter. Paddy. Oh, oh it's... Um, Paddy. Thingy Jackson. Oh, Can we get a first name? Oh, Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson is correct. Um. So that is correct. And clue number five was my brother started a band and had hits such as I Want You Back and ABC. <laughs> so it was Michael Jackson. Yeah, Darren Jackson was actually one of the Jacksons. The Jackson five. <laughs> so that was two points to you, Paddy. Cameron, you also got two points from that first game. Player number three, clue number one. I was born in Aberdeen in 1996. Oh, right. Clue number two. I came through the Brecon stroke Dundee United Academy. Oh, I'll finish the clue. And I've made seven international appearances, scoring one goal. Cameron. Oh, fuck. That's not it. Paddy. No, I let him guess. (laughs) You want to guess, Cameron? Yeah, I I thought it was GMS. That's wrong. Okay, so clue number two. Paddy, are you taking a guess? Amy? Right, Paddy. Is it Lauren Shankland? Incorrect. Mm. Clue number three. Only Hammy left. I have played in five cup finals with zero wins. (laughs) Do you want another clue, Hammy? Clue number four. 
Or do you want to take a guess? Yeah. Clue number no, four. I'm a wee Tory snake. That is correct. That is John Sutter. Clue number five was Paddy does not rate my coffee. Yeah, five cup finals. He's not one one. Okay. Player number four. Clue number one. I was born in Nuneaton in 1997. Clue number two. I came to the Aston Villa stroke Shrewsbury Academy. I have made zero international appearances. So we go to clue number three. In my 10 year career, I have played for 10 different clubs. Right, fingers on buzzers, okay. I scored an 111th minute equaliser in the 2020 Scottish Cup final. Paddy. Paddy for two points. I've got this wrong. Is it Josh Ginelli? It is Josh Ginelli. <laughs> Clue number five was, I always looked like I just could not be arsed. <laughs> Paddy, another two points. Just racking up these solid two points. I feel like this one's been harder than every other week. That's what she said. Okay, last player. Clue player... Flute player five, clue number one. I was born in Edinburgh in 1995. Young okay, clue number two. I came through the Hearts Academy and have made zero international appearances. Okay, clue number three might be a dead giveaway. I scored an absolute screamer against Tibbs when I megged a player and then scored from outside the box. Pammy. Pammy. It is incorrect. <laughs> Clue number four for two points. I was a key part of the young squad that won us the championship in 2015. Okay. Clue number five. I hope this may happen. I, like every other player I have mentioned in this quiz today, left hearts on a free to join Minnesota United. They all didn't join Minnesota United, but they all left for free. Oh, oh, what's the fuck's name? Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Is, wait, is Sam Nicholson? It is Sam Nicholson. Yeah. So yeah, I just picked some players that we had lost on freeze. Quinn Ginelli, Suter. We also could have had Cal Pat, but we'd had him come up previously. We obviously got um, development fees, but really that was absolutely nowhere near the value of what the player was. Could have Michael Smith. Could have Michael <laughs> Smith. Um, cool. So, in last place is Jarvie on 10, obviously. Oui. Second last, Paddy, 15. Joint top on 25 each, Hammy and Cameron. Uh, I got three. Got one oh. at the end there. Oh, sorry. Start changing me. Cameron's on twenty-six. <laughs> um so that's Simon's game. And now to another game by herself. It's a game show podcast tonight. Um yeah, we look forward to Sitman. So nothing to mark up because we did not have a buy sell in the break. So we go into looking at this game and I'll be honest, 
had a quick look back because I couldn't really remember what our results had been this year against St Mirren. Not good. <laughs> um, our last two games against St Mirren, a two-all draw and a two-nil loss. So, <laughs> with that two in mind, the first question is: Hearts to concede less than two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm going to buy it. I'm also going to buy it. Bye. Yeah, I'll buy that. Oh, it's buys across the board because Uncle Jarvie's buying everything. Like he probably is with everybody in Spain at the moment. <laughs> Splashing those euros. Um, so keeping that two in mind and flipping it on the other side, hearts over 1.5 goals. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I'm buying it. So Hammy's on his own there. Selling. Any reasons? You saw us close. Uh, we didn't see yeah. us. <laughs> you, saw, you didn't see us in the flash. Uh, no, nah, I just think we're not there yet. Right, so absolutely. Had a great start. Right, you've convinced me I'm selling as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we spoke about Vargas and what would have been a, an all-timer, that goal um, that came off the woodwork. So, Vargas to score from outside the box. So. <laughs> oh, look at Jarvie buying that. <laughs> yeah, see if it happens, I'll be fucking fuming. <laughs> and then, interestingly, both of these games, the two-all draw and the two-nil loss, Hearts had a man sent off in each of those games this year. Um, so, simple. Hearts have a man sent off. Sell. Uh, sell. Uh, I'm going to buy it for shits and gigs. Oft. And I am going to sell. And Jarvie, who has Hearts less than, concede less than two, score over to Vargas to score from outside the box, and he's buying a red card. He is going to miss a score. <laughs> What a game! <laughs> so there you go. I'll let you know how um, Jarvie and the rest of us get on next week. Thank you very much. Uh, you are all probably absolutely sick of my voice by now. Even I am sick of my voice by now. But thank you for joining us. We are Hearts underscore Podcasts at mostly everything. Get involved with buy or sell. Listen along. See if you can get the players before these can. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>